me. <laughs> anyway, it's good to be together. Man, I love, uh, love this weather right now, and, and temperatures are good. But what's, what's best is just being able to come together as the church and, and to be able to worship. Thank you, Eric and team. Always, man, you guys do a good job at leading us into, into some great songs and, and great, uh, give us opportunity to focus our attention as we come together to focus our attention upon the God who loves us and uh, who had the opportunity to, to love him and to serve him. Uh, the series I began last week was entitled Life, Faith, and Pandemic. And we went through Daniel through this time and we went through uh, the, the armor of God uh, that, that chapter in Ephesians. And so here to wrap up the rest of August, I, I just, through this time, of course, there's words. There's key words that we've been hearing uh, that I wanted to put Scripture to or, or talk about through the lens of Scripture. And so last week we dealt with that word fear. And uh, uh, ultimately, you know, bottom line of that is, is fear cannot rule over us. We can't allow the things of life, the, the, uh, the violence that's going on, uh, the, the viruses, whatever. We can't let those things rule over our lives. Uh, the truth is, as you come today, the one who rules over our lives is God. And if we're going to have fear anywhere, it's to put that respect, that fear in God and God alone. Uh, the word I wanted to deal with today or, or, or is, is going to be a, man, you've heard this, it's the word essential. Essential. You've heard it? Uh, essential. And, and in that, uh, perhaps we have the question, is the church essential? reason I say that is the word essential came up because they had to identify, okay, what is essential and what is non-essential. We're going to close down the non-essential. Familiar? Maybe it's too close. We're going to close down the non-essential. We're going to open up the essential things. Essential things were in the categories of like supermarkets. I mean, we need food. That's understandable. Hardware stores, liquor stores, uh, laundromats, gas stations. These are amongst the things that we would consider to be essential. They cannot close. Non-essential. Non-essential things include salons and, and, and barbershops. Some of you got pretty shaggy. Um, Theaters, gyms, sports stadiums, anything that was entertainment, right? Uh, you know, bowling, skating. But along with that was considered churches. Churches were considered unessential or non-essential. Why would the church be considered non-essential? Uh, and, and let me tell you, you've already been in discussions, I would say, you know, with other people. So, oh, man, and maybe a little frustrated because I know I was there. And, and who would dare... Who is the villain that would dare say the church is non-essential? As a matter of fact, that's what we make them out to be, is, is villains, if they dare to say that the church is non-essential, right? I want us to go a different direction this morning. And, and, and this, this was uh, uh, something that I needed uh, as, as I went to the Scripture. You know, this, this is the way that we as believers ought to look. We need to take a humble look at a society around us that would consider the church to be unessential. Just think for a moment. Society around us believes, or, or there are those in leadership who believes the church is unessential. But let me ask you this question. Is it possible for believers that we need to take some of the responsibility for a society around us that identifies the church as non-essential? Are you with me? Maybe the society around us was perceiving us to be unessential. Is that on us? 
Is that on our shoulders? I, I tell you, honestly, I read a, uh, an article which was really good by an, a guy named Brett McCracken. He is a senior editor for the Gospel Coalition, a good group. Uh, he has an article called, Why Don't We See the Church as Essential? And I, I'm not going to hide anything from you. I want you to, to read that article. I, I put that on, on the church's Facebook page. So if you're interested in reading that, uh, it's there posted. I want to let you know that Scripture clearly identifies the church as essential. I don't think there's any doubt that we could read through the Scriptures and find that the church is unessential or non-essential. The Scripture uh, makes clear that the church is essential. Let me, matter of fact, let me open the Scriptures. Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19. Matter of fact, I, I believe this is one of the first references. Not a lot of references does Jesus bring up about the gathering when I say church, that's, I'm saying the same thing. The Greek word is ekklesia, which meant, uh, which meant gathering, and that's what we held on to for the name church. So when you say church, we're saying gathering, and it means a gathering of believers. So the gathering of believers is definitely essential. In this passage, Matthew 16, what we're seeing taking place, a lot of activities. I mean, we're in the third year of Jesus' ministry. Things are heating up confrontations with the Pharisees and other things. Jesus has a moment with his disciples, and he, he asks them, okay, who is it that people are identifying me as? Who, who, who do they see that I am? And, and they're responsible. Some say you're John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah or, or one of the prophets. And then Jesus looks at him and says, okay, who do you say that I am? Who is it that you perceive me to be? And it was Peter who stood up and, and, and spoke for the crowd. I mean, the rest of the guys and said, hey, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're the Messiah. You're the Savior who was promised to come. And, and Jesus, you know, a lady said, bless are you, Peter, because God revealed this to you. And then the verse I want to show you is verses 18 and 19. In here is the context. He speaks about the church. Listen carefully. He goes on to tell Peter, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, my gathering. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus basically says in these two verses that churches can be powerful. It's, it, it, it has power and it has authority. And so just for a, a little bit, I, I want to go in and delve into that question. Is the church essential? And, and here's why. The church is essential. The church is God's, first of all, the church is God's creation for saving the lost. It is, okay, God created this gathering. No, no doubt. The church doesn't exist because we or some, someone or the apostles, even the apostles thought this would be a good idea. Let's get together. <laughs> but this was God's idea all along. Through Christ, this gathering began to take place. Even more so we see taking place after his death and resurrection, right? And we continue to gather. I mean, that's us today. The church is given power and authority. Those verses uh, 18 and 19. The power is seen in the fact that in verse 18 says that the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. An easier way to put it, that evil is not going to destroy it. It's not going to prevail against the church. And, and man, we still exist. You know how often the church has been, uh, attempts have been made by governments and 
others to destroy the church. Uh, stories on and on about the tribe. I mean, China continues, and yet we know the church continues to thrive. And, and messages, uh, you know, they have to meet in secret and things like that, but they continue to thrive even there and even in the Mideast. Churches, even, I mean, even though many are being martyred, facing death, the church continues to thrive. And, and sometimes I even believe the church thrives and even is more alive in the places where it is more difficult and even, even uh, uh, not allowed than it is here in the United States where we have freedom. Uh, the church continues to thrive even in the face of a virus. It, it continues to exist. It, it, it just cannot be done away with. Therefore, the church is powerful. It is also has authority. Now, listen carefully what he says. He, he tells Peter, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is telling oh, Peter, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. You know, has your dad ever told you, son, here's the keys? And you felt elated? Boy, man, the authority. Wow, the responsibility. You see, Jesus came to drive salvation, to bring salvation, to seek and to save the lost. Jesus was driving first. He brought this good news, the, the opportunity to receive forgiveness. I'm going to give you the keys. And he's passing them off. Well, to, it says to Peter, but it's actually to the very foundation we see the church is built upon. The, the leaders of the apostles, Paul included. Uh, giving you the, what, and what is the keys then? The keys is the gospel message. The keys is Jesus. The message of Jesus. Matter of fact, Peter already declared it, right? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. It's through the Christ, the Savior, that we receive salvation. And that the world's going to receive salvation. Therefore, the apostles, the apostles now have the keys, the authority to continue moving it. Then comes that phrase, okay, we're going to give you the keys so you could open things up. Through the gospel message, whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. What does that mean? Man, we have some kind of authority to open doors and, and, and absolutely, I would say to that. The opening of the doors is whatever we do whenever we're able to share that gospel message with someone else. Hey, do you know that Jesus came into this world to save us? Hey, the, the truth is we're all sinful and, and we are deserving of God's condemnation and God's wrath. And yet he hasn't spent it on us. Instead, he sent his son, Jesus, to die for us. There's the message. Jesus to die for us. And, and that's the keys Okay, that is the key to the kingdom. And those who receive it are bound. They, they come in and they're, they're accepted, they're received. And those who, lo who are loosed, who, are, uh, who, who lose that opportunity, you might even say, are those who reject that message. Man, so the church, the church continues to hold the keys. I mean, centuries and, and, and years and years and years. And here we are today. We are still the church, and this church continues to be the power and authority through Jesus Christ. Understand, there's the essential. The power and authority is seen in, what, in some miraculous, well, I would say it's miraculous, but it is in that very message of Jesus Christ, because it's there we receive forgiveness. It's there that, that the transforming power of the Spirit begins to work in us. And changes, becoming, a, uh, becoming what God wants us to be. I want to go on and, and uh, I, I, one, other, one other passage of scripture came to mind. Paul, 
Paul is another one who goes, he's another part of that foundation that's been laid. Ephesians chapter 3, 10 through 12. In this passage, uh, Paul makes it very clear. Paul, first of all, says, I am, a, I am a servant of this gospel message. He's been responsible in carrying uh, the, the, the very, matter of fact, we just say Paul's, Paul's the one who's taken ownership of the keys, given the keys, also delivering that message. And, and in verse 10, he, he, first of all, he deals with his responsibility. He's been driving. He's been taking that gospel message out. In verse 10, he, he speaks about God. Verse 10 says, his, that is, it is God's intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the ruler's authorities in the heavenly realms. Jesus kind of said this earlier, very, very early in his ministry. The Sermon on the Mount, he said, hey, you are, he said, first of all, I am the light of the world. And then he said, you are the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. Uh, we have the opportunity as the church to make known the wisdom of God. To, to the principalities of powers in, in this world. Evil and, and the good all alike. That the whole world will know who Jesus is. And that God will become known. Again, it's very intimately tied to that uh, gospel message. Verse 11 says, According to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through him, faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. And again, that's the church. Because of Jesus, we have that opportunity to approach him with confidence, uh, freedom and confidence. Uh, bringing that together, I, I see that God has supplied us. We, we could see simply that, that it's God who does the empowering, God who gives us the authority. You feel pretty good about yourselves being in the church? Well, God has, has laid that upon us. We, we've got the ability. And, and as I was thinking about this week, uh, uh, a thought came to mind. Actually, when I was in, um, I began in Little League Baseball. You know, part of the Little League Baseball. I remember batting and, and standing up at the plate. And, and I know what my purpose was. My purpose was to score. Actually, my purpose was, first of all, get on base, right? So I get up there, and, and I'm kind of ashamed of this, but, but here was my thinking. All I need is four balls all he needed was four balls and I could get on base right the striking thing you know and in little league you didn't have the best pitcher so I accomplished my purpose several times but I also struck out your know, coach said this guy will stand there and watch every ball just put it down the middle put it down the middle put it yeah and I'd strike out so but I had this thought that is that the church sometimes you know, we, hey, the church exists, you know, and, and here we are. We have the opportunity to be aggressive and use some initiative and, and fulfill our purpose. But are we waiting on the balls? <laughs> Man, oh, if, as long as we get four balls, you know, and everybody else does stuff and maybe we'll get on base. We just kind of exist as Christians and we don't see mission. Are you with me? We don't see mission. We don't see that God has this great purpose, that he's given us his power, that he's given his, his authority, which is absolutely identified in the gospel message. I want to say that again. That's our power and authority. It's in speaking about Jesus and passing that message off. Therefore, when we come up at the plate, 
Are we just kind of passively waiting just to see? That in, that in itself gave me the encouragement, man, we need to use some initiative. We need to, to be aggressive because there's people around us who need to hear and know that gospel message to come into conversation, to ask questions. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Do you know there's peace to be had in this life, let alone the peace for the life to come? Uh, peace that comes through Jesus Christ. The church is essential. Second point is it, it, it is about that, that continuing to be a light, continuing to spread the message of, of the gospel uh, throughout the world. But it is also, second, importantly this, that through the church, God's people are built up. Are built up. We're strengthened. Yeah, okay, we become believers. Paul even refers to the fact that, hey, you are a babe in Christ. You start there, but the idea, the clear idea, if you're an infant, the idea is to grow up, right? The idea is then to, to grow into maturity in Jesus Christ, right? And, and I want to let you know that maturity in Jesus Christ does not come through self-service, it, it doesn't come through self-service. I, let's think about it just for a moment. We could, we could get our Bible. I mean, we have a Bible. We could take it home. Hey, I could read. I, I could pray. You know, and I could get on podcasts now and listen to great, I mean, amazing great. I love listening to Ravi Zacharias. I could listen to him and, and, and to his podcast that other guys continue on there. I could, I could connect to great preachers. And listen to them. Man, I could fill my days with, man, all kinds of instruction and listen to preaching. How many do that anyway? All, all day long. Just, okay, none of you. Okay, I don't either. So, anyway. But, but I know many of you do listen to some great stuff and you share that with me. That's great. And, and, you, and even on Sunday morning, you could watch. Hey, you could be there uh, and, and, and watch us live on, on the camera. Those of you joining us, we're glad you're here as well. Um, and, and we could do that. But I will tell you that in no way is the scripture encouraging or any way support maturity through self-service, through, through just learning yourself. There is no distance learning. Matter of fact, the, the scripture is pretty clear that when he talks about the church, it is about connecting. It is about becoming the body of Christ, his body. Let, and I, man, I could go to several passages, but I want to go to Ephesians chapter 4. Just that chapter 4. I encourage you to read the whole chapter, but throughout the identifying marks that we are to do this together. Uh, in, in, in chapter uh, 4, beginning verse 2 and 3, it says, Be humble and gentle, bearing with one another in love. That's done together, not through your cell phone or through your computer. Listen. Verse 4 goes on, it says, keep the unity of the Spirit through the Lord of peace. That is done when we come together and not when we do it, you know, it's not to be done individually. Verse 11 starts this part where he, he speaks about, he brings leadership together. Uh, let's see, apostles and prophets and preachers and teachers. He brings them all together for the purpose of what? To build us up. Uh, for, for the works of service. And it goes on, and it begins to form his plan of how this gathering together begins to work. Leadership's there, and, and as we gather together, this process of taking on responsibility, the, the grand conclusion comes in verses 15 and 16. 15, I, I think Berg lost it, but that's okay. Um, 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to read 15, 16. Write this down, or if it's on, on, your, uh, uh, on, on your outlines, you'll be able to look that up. In verse 15, 16, here's what he says. He just gets done saying, man, our objective is no longer to be immature. Uh, no longer to be infants. Our objective is to grow up. He said, instead of being mature, verse 15, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. This is who he has passed the keys on to, right? This is who, the, us, as we continue to mature, we, we ought to be mature enough to handle the keys we've been given, that gospel, that message of Jesus Christ. Verse 16 says, from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. You see, the gathering part of, of church is so important. Connect, and I'm talking about connecting. Not, not just sitting and, and, and you know, being, being a person by myself. And, I, you know, I'm real familiar with every, the back of everybody's head. You know what I mean? And just going out and I'm just going to keep to myself. I, I know there's some, some introverts. I, I know some that, that, that are part of our congregation. And, and I appreciate it. For them, it's a little bit more effort, right? But introvert, extrovert, it doesn't matter. All of us are to be connecting for this reason, to grow, to change. So is it necessary? For my growth, I need the Bible. I need to be praying. I need the church. It is essential to what? To me growing. You don't do it by yourself. How is that? There are things throughout the scripture that talks about we encourage one another. We build each other up. We even come to that place now, the difficult place of we even... Man, if I see a brother who is needing correction to become alongside and say, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, and, and have a conversation. To, to, to have, see someone who is struggling you know, with, with something that, that continues to be what Hebrews calls you know, being entangled in sin or, or, or uh, finding ourselves... Those, those who are having a hard time running this race that we are all running together, you know, focused upon our great responsibilities. Listen, I, I want to be clear uh, about this as well. When I talk about gathering and connecting, I'm not just talking Sunday morning. Uh, man, you talk about church, a lot of our society around us thinks, oh, well, that's that Sunday morning thing, Right? But for a believer, church is something, man, I'm around often every day. I get excited if I see you in the restaurant or run into you uh, in, in, in the grocery store or, man, driving down the street and you go by, I'm honking and waving, you know. Hey, that's part of the church. It's part, part of the body. Uh, it, it happens all week. On, on Tuesday morning, I meet with a group of guys and we're the church. And, and right now we're reading through the Bible. You know, and I'm enjoying that. I, I don't know whether I've ever enjoyed the Bible. I've read with a congregation. All of us are reading. But, but we're actually sitting down on Tuesday and, and questions, some really good questions being presented and, and talking over and even some that we're not able, even able to answer. But I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I've read through it several times. And this time, man, it's just even more special. I've enjoyed it with these guys. We were talking about taking a break. I think we're going to finish it before we... <laughs> isn't that right? 
But I've enjoyed that. Uh, church also happens Tuesday mornings when there's a ladies' prayer group that meets here. And, and I know church is taking place there, just a small group. I know church took place. What happened this week? I saw it on Facebook. An invitation was sent out. A, a lady had sent out an invitation. I'm not going to bring up her name. You know who you are. Good job, by the way. But she said, why don't, why don't we get together and have coffee on Saturday morning? And, and uh, let's discuss you know, let's discuss this topic of fear, you know, my sermon from last week, because we'll get everything wrong that he didn't, I mean, get everything right that he didn't get right. Well, I didn't even say that. Get, correct everything he got wrong. You know, something like, I know, I don't think that was it at all. But uh, I, I, I appreciate very much that invitation. And I hope, you know, I know that some said, sure, we'll be, and then some had difficulties. And so it was even where two or three are gathered together, there Christ is as well, right? So... Even where the two got together, connected, that was church. Uh, listen, I, I, I speak this even to those who are watching on, on the internet. Man, we, we want you to be safe. We definitely want to be safe. The virus is out, and, and some of you are feeling uh, you know, susceptible to this, and so you're staying home. And we want you to, we're not talking about doing anything risky beyond uh, what, what you uh, want to be, but, but still. Uh, we want to emphasize today how essential the church is. We also want to emphasize how important it is with that about connecting. You might not be able to do it here, but who are you connecting with? Who are you having conversations with? Who are you praying with? Or, or maybe challenging about scripture or, or, you know, because that growing cannot be stagnant. That growing needs to continue to happen. That's why the church is essential. That's why the church is essential. I want to bring it. I've already mentioned this, but this is actually the third point I wanted to bring up. There's a significance in our gathering, especially when, when you listen to Jesus, when he says this statement, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, uh, there I am with you. Isn't that, uh, come on, that is an amazing statement that Jesus made. Where two or three are gathered together, right there, right there, I'm, I'm right there in the midst, right there with you. When we gather on Sunday for the purpose of worship, Jesus is right here with us. He's with us. He's in fellowship with us. Now, I, I, I want to be clear. I always say context is important. The context of that is not just, well, let's pray together. Oh, Jesus is right there when we're praying. Actually, the context of this is correction. When, when someone is needing corrected and, and I go to that brother and, and they're not listening and so I go get somebody with me, I get two of us and we're going to go and, and talk to that, that brother or sister and, and say, hey, you might not be aware of this, but we're seeing this in your life. And, and, and really, if you love Jesus and if you're pursuing that, this is, this is, this is detrimental to your faith. It's detrimental detrimental to the church and and then he comes along and says we're two or three are gathered together in my name i i'm right there with you that i should give you the reference that's matthew chapter 18 if you want to look that up matthew write that down look it up but that's that has ties with correction that's hard listen we we don't want to be hard here in the church we, we, we just want to talk about the grace and forgiveness of Jesus. We don't want to be the, this idea of, of changing. 
Uh, you know, because some of you, we want you to be comfortable here. Oh, we want you to sit back. And matter of fact, we, we, we were thinking about putting a, a, a pop dispenser back there and some coffee and donuts when you come in. We want you to just sit here. Oh, welcome. Now, the truth is, hey, the truth is about the church. It, it's about if you come into Christ, we want, absolutely want you to know it is about changing you. It's about changing me. Is it always comfortable? Absolutely not. I don't want the church to be comfortable. I don't want, hey, if, if we are connecting with Christ, if we're in relationship with him, it is about growing and, I mean, talk to anybody. Discipline and growing is not easy, Right? The church has to be embraced by every believer. The church has to be embraced and needs to be seen. This church needs to be seen as essential, as, as absolutely valuable, because it, it's his creation. It's his creation so that the world is going to know that while we're driving this gospel, the purpose is that this gospel is being spread out, and those who don't know can come into a relationship with Jesus. Amen? It's also about, man, you come in here, then it is that opportunity to be growing, to be in a fellowship, a relationship with others, brothers and sisters of Christ, where Jesus is right there in the midst. That is going to do the uncomfortable thing of stretching and building and growing in order for us to become mature and, and become, become like Christ through that. Hey, I know society, and society is going to call us uh, non-essential. A lot of, and, and there is part of society that would just love to see the doors closed. There is that part of evil that would love to see that. But may it not be because you and I don't see it as essential. May it be that we need, as, as, as people belonging to this church, to be people who know and value what God has given us. We represent the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. We're essential. We're, we're essential for heaven's sake. Isn't that right? That's right. Let's pray. Father in heaven, oh Lord, we praise you. We praise you for your word that, that opens and reveals to us, Lord, always what we need to know. We're dependent upon your word. We're dependent upon uh, your, your Holy Spirit, and we are absolutely dependent upon Jesus. When it comes down to it, Jesus is absolutely essential for our salvation, for our forgiveness. Lord, we praise you today for Jesus. We praise you for your word, for your church. And we praise you, Lord, that, that you reveal to us the importance of connecting and gathering together. Lord, we pray that you be our strength today and tomorrow and throughout this week until Jesus returns. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.